Welcome to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast. Join Pam Perry, veteran PR strategist, Emmy Award-winning producer and publisher of Speakers Magazine, who will show you how to crack the code in getting out there to get known. Each week, she either interviews her media friends, PR colleagues, or she just goes solo, offering you strategies on publicity, publishing, and platform building. So listen up to hear how to get booked on media places and on superstar stages. Now, here's your host, Pam Perry. Hey, this is Pam Perry, and thank you for joining us today. I'm excited because I have a young lady on here. Her name is Dominique Clark, who is a two-time Emmy Award-winning uh, TV personality. She's doing all kinds of great things in the world, and I am glad to have her on. I think I met Dominique on Clubhouse. That's right. We met Clubhouse, so... I haven't been on Clubhouse that long, but I was like, I like this Clubhouse and I really liked her spirit. So I wanted her to come on the show today to really talk about her company, which is called Ben Worthy, benworthy.com. And it is a, she'll give you the backstory about how that really came about, but I want to read the formal bio first. She's a digital marketing strategist, journalist, like I said, a TV host and speaker hailing from North Carolina. I guess it's probably in the area of uh, Raleigh, Durham, or is Actually, it more near Charlotte? Charlotte. I, I did live in the Raleigh, Durham area, but now I'm in the Charlotte area. So she's hailing from the Charlotte area. So she is a um, also a multi-talented relationship expert, author, media personality host with years of experience empowering influencers and professionals across the country with intentional dating and building purposeful relationships. Known for her signature self-worth first approach in matching and coaching her clients, Dominique has been the rediscovery coach for both adult and young adult women. Rediscovery of self, rediscovery of self-worth, and rediscovery of love. She has been seen in the CW, Sheen Magazine, Washington Post, the Huffington Post, to name a few, and she's contributed her expertise to TV programs and networks such as WeTV. After the release of her best-selling book, I want to make sure you get it, She's Valuable, But Does She Know It? And leading talks across the country, Dominique gained notoriety as a public speaker and a must-have keynote for women audiences. I love this. Dominique has been worked on camera and hosted celebrity red carpet interviews and outlets for NAACP Image Awards, American Black Film Festival, Jean uh, Magazine Kimmy Awards, Bossa BT Awards, Essence Music Festival. Her career in media took off when she became the number one Friday night radio host at the Sensation Station Network of her own show, No Strings Attached. And I want to say a little tidbit, you're married. I am. And how long have you dated your husband? We've been together since 16. I can't believe that. I was like, I read that. I was like, oh my goodness. Yeah. She's a relationship expert. I mean, she, yeah. she, you know, she's figured this thing out, you know? You'll and be so, 12 years of marriage. Wow. That is cool. And so the thing about it, just we're going to get into the media really quick. I celebrated yeah. 26 years yesterday with yeah. my husband. Congratulations. I didn't meet him till I was 30 and we got married when I was 35, had our daughter at 36. Oh, 
Wow. I would not advise that, that whole thing. But, you know, during the 20s, I had a tremendous time just trying to find the right dude. You know, I was like, oh, my God. And then building my career, whatever. So, but what I find is that if you marry someone, say, if I did marry someone that in my 20s or, I, or God forbid, I have married my prom date, I changed so much from them looking at them now that there's no way we would have ever made it. So give us a little bit of a secret about mating someone as a teenager. Cause yeah. it can happen. you could get married, you know, young and then, and then say married. That's like, Hey, uh, my parents were married like almost 60 years. And so Mark's parents married 70 years. So give us an example of what it takes to really meet someone and stay with that person and stay in love with that person. Yeah. Like with that person. Well, first to your point about, you know, you being, you, you knowing that you would not fit well with the person you went to prom with, or even someone you dated in your early twenties, it's so important because we evolve so much. I am not the same woman I, will, I am, or I was at 16. I'm not the same woman I was at 20 or 30. You know, I'm, I'm, I'll be 35 this year. And so I've evolved so much over the years. And so has my husband as he's grown into the man that God has called him to be. And so what was been important for both of us through this journey was to allow each other other to evolve into who God called us to be individually and see how that worked collectively as a couple, as parents, you know, as, as husband and wife. Mm -hmm. uh, but the, the secret that I will give you is will and desire. Yes. That's what's kept us mm -hmm. having the will and desire. Mm -hmm. Love is not enough. We know that. And, and love has always been there. But you got to be able to take that a step further, right? There has to be something more to keep you with someone, especially since 16. <laughs> right, right. Both had the will and desire to be there. And because of that, we were able to work through. We were able to support each other as we were, you know, evolving and as individuals. Um, we were able to um, embrace each other's flaws as we made mistakes because we are trying to figure this thing out. We were learning who we were individually as we were learning how to be together in a relationship. Neither right. one of us had uh, came from both of us came from divorced homes, you know, mm -hmm. so we neither one of us had a blueprint on how to do this thing. But we decided that this is where we wanted to be. Um, God was all up in it. You know, Jesus is my best friend. And mm -hmm. so we had great spiritual counselors and mentors that helped us along the way in our marriage and understand what marriage was, what we were actually entering into. You know, when we started our marriage counseling, I was so terrified because <laughs> we got married at 22. And I'm like, I was a junior. I was a junior in college, I think it was. Mm -hmm. and I'm like, I don't even know who I am, but... You know, my pastor wanted us to do things right. And we were thinking about moving in together. And, you know, of course, we didn't have to do that. But we knew we wanted to be with each other. We knew that we wanted to do this thing right. We knew that we mm -hmm. wanted to be a positive example because not by choice, but people looked up to us. They inspired our relationship. And so we figured if we were going to fill the shoes of, you know, inspiring others in, in relationships and taking that on, we wanted to make sure that we did it right. We did it respectfully. We did it authentically. We did it with God every step of the way. And so will and desire, I would say, is the number one thing. <laughs> but even before that, though, Dominique, was you said God was in it. 
Yes. That is that yes. is so key. That is first with with yeah. um do you know you people go through marriage counseling with their pastor, but they kind of do it as like, oh, that's a prerequisite. But no, this was really like the main thing. This was serious, this was for real. Yeah. So that is beyond really, really the, cool. the counseling room for us. If yeah. we had a question, we could call or text our pastor and say, Hey, you know, this is what we're experiencing. Help us you know, navigate through this. So, you know, we were able to have someone actively walking with us through this, especially as young people, you know, trying to figure it out without the blueprint. And that was so key um, and vital to the success of our relationship. That sure. is so good. That is so good. So one of the things you have a passion for is really helping young women through this process too. And so tell us how you made, I guess, the pivot, not really the pivot, but more or less like from the media, you know, you're working in the media and then really now been worthy is like the, where you are now, but give us the, I guess it's almost like you're calling in a way, you know, it's like, I've had a couple of friends that, that were in a career and they thought this would be like the thing, you know, you hit the pinnacle, maybe like at, this is where, this is where the dream is, you know, I'm covering the red carpet events and this and this. And then all of a sudden it's like, okay. Now you're going to do this. So yeah. give us that evolution of how things uh, happen for you in terms of your media career and where you are now. Yeah. So I've had to pivot quite a bit. Um, you know, when we when we talk about purpose, when we think about purpose, we have to realize that it's not straight and narrow. It's convoluted. Right. It, it's very convoluted. And so my background is actually in medicine. I, I have a degree in biology. I was pre-med. I was actually supposed to go to medical school. Um, I lived in the Raleigh-Durham area at the time. And so I was doing research at Duke University. Great job. Great benefits. Um been groomed. I went to a high school and it was in a pre-medical program and high wow. school. All the things to prepare me to have a successful career in medicine. But while I was working in research, um, I got pregnant with my first daughter. I have two, Zoe and Zara. My oldest is eight. I was pregnant with her. And I said to myself, I knew something was missing, right? But I didn't have a plan B because I never allowed myself to explore the other gifts and passions that God had given me. It was just medicine, medicine, medicine. But mm -hmm. I knew something was missing and I knew God was calling me for more or just something different. And while I was pregnant, I said, there's no way I can birth this girl and empower her to be the woman God created her to be, to walk in purpose if I wasn't doing it myself. Mm. And so at that moment, I was like, I got to figure it out. I need some quiet time with God. Um, I need to not worry about disappointing people because my mother, as a single mother, did everything that she could so that I could be successful in medicine. I told her at six years old, I wanted to be a pediatrician. She had me write it on the refrigerator and didn't let me write it, okay? I was going to be the first doctor in our family. Like, it was a big deal. Oh my so I had to, you know, prepare myself for the conversation I was going to have with my mother after sending me to Hampton University to study biology, you know, after investing in me for all of these years to tell her that, hey, I think God is calling me to do something different, but I don't know what that different is. Uh -huh, uh -huh. <laughs> me. Um, and so while I was at Duke trying to figure this thing out, I was surrounded by all of these amazing uh, medical professionals, doctors, fellows, PhD, um, incredibly smart academically, right? Obviously, but they personally, uh, socially, they sucked. <laughs> you know, they sucked at love. They they had a hard time connecting with mm, people. Relationships. Uh, mm -hmm. Yes. 
And so they turned to me and to my surprise, I was able to help them connect with other people. I was helping them create dating, online dating profiles. I was matching them with each other. Now, wow. this before I really knew, you know, the relationship industry was a profitable industry and it was an actual, you could make a career out of it. Mm-hmm. At the time, the millionaire matchmaker was on TV. And so that's all I knew, right? That's all I had to go by. Um, but I, my- let me stop you real quick. There yeah. was a, uh, I, I had a part-time job. I can't remember when, but it was a part-time job that I had was matchmaker. It was great expectations. That was a side job I had. And I really, you talk about, you didn't know that was an industry. They were a multi-million dollar company. And basically my job was a part-time. I would, I I would call people in the evening and I would say, I have someone that's a match for you, whatever, whatever. And, um, and I would say, we have someone that's a match for you. Would you like to meet that? I forgot what it was, but I was like, and they would pay like a lot of money. Thousands. I could not believe it. I think I was 20 something years old and I was like, this is a real interesting uh, type of career, you know? So anyway, go on, go on. I love that. That, that is, that's a, that's a, that's a knack you had. Yeah. Yeah. And so I decided to do some research because they started referring me to their friends and I'm like, wait a minute, I'm not even like, I don't have a business, (laughs) you know, I don't have a process. Um, and, and honestly, I started spending more time doing that work than I was doing the work that I was hired to do. And so I had to make a decision. I decided to get certified um, as a matchmaker and relationship coach. Um, mentorship. Mentorship is really big. Um, I um, sought mentorship um, from the number one African-American matchmaker in the country at the time, Paul Carrick Brunson. Yes, um, yes. Yeah. I met him. He's a great speaker. I've met him a couple of times. Paul, I was going to ask you, I could not remember his name. Paul Brunson. Yeah. In London now or overseas. I can't remember. He's where. moved back from London. Um, oh, okay, good. So he's good. Not back in the DC area, but he actually wrote the forward to my book. She's valuable, but does she know it? Yeah. Yes. So Paul, the great guy, I, I worked with his, his agency for some time to kind of learn because I wanted to learn how to um, scale a matchmaking business. I wanted mm-hmm. to learn how to serve the community. Uh, we shared the same interests in serving the African American community, um, and I wanted to learn how to build a business, uh, build a matchmaking business. So he took me under his wing. Wow. Amazing experience. After that, I decided I'm quitting my job. I am going to do this matchmaking and relationship coaching thing full time. I went on to get my MBA and. Um, he actually was the reason why I got my MBA too. He he, um, he was sitting on the board of the school that I got it from. He said, Dominique, this is a great opportunity. So anyway, I, I did that uh, through him and um, started my business. And I ran that business full time for eight years. Wow. And I worked with incredible singles all over the country, um, coached them, matched them, all the things. And it was wonderful. But the key, the connection to media. Mm-hmm. As a relationship expert, especially as an African-American woman in the matchmaking industry, there were a lot of media opportunities, people who wanted me to share my my expertise, give advice. I was a, um, a contributor to my local TV network, um, and I was a monthly contributor giving relationship advice. I was always in the paper and, you know, giving advice in magazines. And I thought, this is great. And so I became a relationship columnist. Um, for Sheen Magazine, yeah. I was an exclusive relationship columnist at the time, and they had put out a call for media correspondents. Now, at the time, I was also actively doing my radio show. After publishing um, 
She's valuable, but does she know it? The publisher of my book was like, hey girl, you have a great message here. You should take this to radio. She was working with a radio station in Atlanta. And I said, okay, well, why not? Um, I pitched the show to the network. They loved the show idea. Um, the show took off. Every mm -hmm. week I had two to three different celebrities on the show. And you can imagine Atlanta is a great hub because people are always on press runs coming through Atlanta and stuff mm -hmm. like that. So it was easy for me to grab uh, celebrity talent, to come on the show, um, no strings attached with the name of the show. And I was commuting from Atlanta, uh, from Charlotte to Atlanta every Friday for a year to do this show. What? You can oh, imagine. Oh was, my goodness. And you were married with two kids. Yeah, this time I had two. I had two kids at the time. That's commitment. And that's a passion. That's a calling. <laughs> well, when I got when I when I got on the mic, no lie, it was the perfect collision of passion and personality and purpose. It mm -hmm. was like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. I felt mm -hmm. so alive. Every guest I had on was like, wow, have you been doing this for years? And I'm like, no, this is actually my first go at it. But it came so natural to me. And that's how you know when you're in God's, in your alignment with God, it's ease. It's 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 often met Great with spontaneity sometimes. Sometimes it's not something that you have you know, planned and, and researched and, you know, spent all this time trying to develop. No, when God is ready to move and put you in a space, it can happen overnight. And he'll show you, like I said, in, in, in an instance that this is what I created you to do. And luckily, because of the experience I had speaking on television and already kind of um, interviewing talent and things like that, I was ready so I could meet the moment. But that radio show got exhausting. I couldn't keep doing the commuting. Yeah, that was a and, big commute. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. it was a lot. And so at that time, Sheen was like, hey, we're looking for media correspondents. And I, I dropped the show and I said, you know what? It's probably the same thing. I'm just not behind the mic. Uh, well, so to say, I'm not sitting you know, in a radio station. I, I'd be on a carpet or at a, at a live event. Or, and they took me on. And that was the start of me being wow. my, started my journalism career. Right. Um, it kind of just took off from there. I started hosting um, all the biggest red carpets you can think of. I've been on and I've um, interviewed amazing talent, your favorite celebrities, um, events, hosting award shows and things like that. And when I tell you, it is just one. God is so amazing like this. It's so different from medicine. <laughs> You know, yeah, I was just thinking like, okay, this is the person that started at six years old saying, I want to be a pediatrician to now. Yeah. Like, it's like, it just, it's like you went into a fish in water and just started to flow into yeah. a whole area where people who have gone to journalism schools for many years, get master's degree in journalism, do not yeah. have those opportunities just handed to them. No, no. That but is not, that is God. Nothing nothing but God. And I always, I still, to this day, I stand amazed because it didn't have to be me. You know, like I, like you just said, I don't have, that's not my background. I didn't study journalism, but I'm a people person and I'm naturally curious. And I, I know how to quickly build rapport with someone. I'm able to humanize these celebrities in such a way, you know, in a positive way. Um, and I'm able to, um, 
tell compelling stories, whether it's through my writing or on camera. And that was something that came natural to me initially, but I've worked on over the years to kind of, you know, sharpen that craft. Mm -hmm. And that's something you can't really teach people all the time. And I recognize that. And I'm like, all right, God, I'm going to do something with this. I'm going to honor this gift that you gave me and I'm going to take it as far as I can. (laughs) That is good. And so benworthy.com that now is with the the other pivot because you had the the pivot or epiphany that you know I'm really good at this and and the, but really though Dominique the main thing was the commitment to your purpose and the commitment with the passion within it was a, it was not many people said well you know we're going to give you a radio show but you're going to have to drive down you know three hours one way every week. For a year. You're going to have to drive. You're going to have to find and book your own talent. You're going to have to write the content for your own shows and then you're going to have to deliver it. I had no experience in this, but I did it by the grace of God. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm communicating with talent. I learned quickly that it wasn't the, the talent that you needed to build a relationship with. It was their team. It was their representation. It was their publicist. Mm-hmm. I started building relationships with publicists and, and, you know, booking their talent on a brand new show, you know, that didn't have an audience at first. Um, but God, again. That is good. And, and so, then the book, when did the book come? Was it, it was the book came first and then the show. Yes. And then the show then became like the whole media thing. So I always tell a lot of, um, speakers and things like that, like building a brand, especially in Ready, Set, Go, Speak. It's like, is a book necessary? Probably not necessary. I don't there's different things for everybody. But if you are an expert, you need to have that authority of the book because the word author is in authority. So that really is the main pivot. And it's like, why can't you get that? It's like, you can't just show up and just say, I'm an expert at this write a book about it. And then you had the radio show. And like you said, when you got on the mic, you were like, wow, this is, this is great because you were really sharing that information. And so the same thing with, um, you were working with Paula, you had a mentor and I always tell people, I'm ready to go speak. If you're a speaker, whatever, it's like, get a mentor, get a coach, get, get something that will help you because you can't navigate this by yourself. And, and, and making sure I always tell people in the ready, set, go speak. It's like a, the, the the formula like the ready phase, the set phase, the ghost phase, and the speech phase. I said, but the ready phase, I said one of the main things you want to do is make sure determine your level of commitment. Yes. How thick is your skin? When it doesn't go like what you thought it was going to go, are you going to just keep pushing through? Or are you going to give up? I said, so de- determine what you're going to invest in terms of time and in money. Yes. Okay? You got to invest both. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. You know, going to get a master's degree costs money as well as time. Get to get an MBA. Because of my good old friend Paul, (laughs) I actually got a full ride to get this. But here again, there was a commitment because it wasn't in my backyard. Guess what I had to do while pregnant with my second child? Uh, I had to drive to DC. Every Saturday morning. So every I had to leave Durham at the time I was living in Durham, leave my house at 430. And I wasn't alone because my mom is just the superhero of my life. She's like, I and my husband worked in retail at the time. So weekends were not he was he was booked. So my mom's like, I'm driving you every weekend to make sure that you see this thing through. Wow. In the car at 430 a.m. I got into class by uh, in time by 8.30 a.m. I was there until 5 p.m. 
Sometimes we would drive straight back. Uh, family and in the area. Sometimes I'd stay overnight with family. Sometimes we get a, a hotel. But there are sacrifices that everybody is not willing to make. And it separates those who stay here and those who go here. Yeah. And I recognize that at a very early age, my mom, my father, they're both entrepreneurs. In the car growing up, I wasn't listening to the radio. I was listening to Les Brown. I was listening to George Myers. <laughs> I was, this is the stuff. And, it annoyed me at the time. I was so embarrassed and, you know, the carpool line trying to roll the window up because I didn't <laughs> want my friends to hear that. But it laid the foundation. It helped build my mindset. Um, you know, it helped build my, um, it, it really instilled ambitious ambition in me, the belief that I could do something if I worked hard for it and showed up for it. Um, yeah. It gave me the ability to develop, um, like you said, when stuff gets hard. I'm able to keep going because I, these messages are playing in my mind. And so that's a, that is so to important. Die, that but is it's free. Important. That's all I have to do. I'm there. I can do that. Mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. thinking long term. I'm thinking the end goal, you know? And so that is so, you know, because Joyce Meyer um, is one of those people where she started a relationship. People don't realize that she was married before she married Dave. She mm -hmm. was married and she was in a relationship that was abusive. That's right. And then she was abused before she even got in that relationship. I mean, just just the whole, you know, she tells the story over and over again. But when you really think about it, it's like, this is a really amazing story. This woman goes and I've gone to see her twice now. She packs out stadiums and she's just a flat footed woman, comes out there, tells her story. And it's just powerful. And your tears. It's like, what is this? But it is those messages over and over again. And I, re I remember my daughter's the same thing. She would be listening to like Creflo Dollar. You know, a lot of them were my clients. Yes. They were like my clients, but she would be listening to them as growing up. And, and she just believes that she could do anything. And so when I kind of look at her now, um, she's three years out of college. She's never been like without of a job. I mean, a lot of her friends were like struggling to get a job and that sort of thing, but she just was like, I believe I'm going to do it. I said, you need help? Nope, I got it. You know, like two weeks after she graduated from Michigan State, she's got her first job in, in digital marketing. You know, then she's like, I want to get a new job two years later that she's got a, a job at the ad agency. And a lot of her other friends are like, they, I don't know what I want to do, but she's been so purpose driven and just really listened to those. I think there's those messages that she was listening to. Like you said, she was annoyed. She was annoyed, but she listens to them. Oh my goodness. So, you know what? Sun is going down. I see that. I was going to say, do you mind if I just adjust my blinds? I'm so sorry. <laughs> I just saw I saw the I saw the sun go down and I've had <laughs> I've had that type of interview before where I was talking with someone and then completely it like it goes I mean it was like totally dark on them I was like okay I said I think we're pretty much yeah but the conversation is just so good because there we go Yes, that's perfect. That is perfect. The conversation is just so good. I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you go. But then I was like, mm, I think the sun is going down now. Uh, daylight savings time. That's what <laughs> we got to get used to. But one of the things that, that the main thing out of this about media that I want people to know about, get out there and get known, that it does take um, a passion and it does take time and it takes a commitment. But beyond all that, you had grace and ease in every phase because of what you felt you were being led. 
you know, you're being led to do certain things. So grace and ease was coming along where it was like, okay, well, something doesn't feel quite right. At this point, you're pregnant with your, your first child. And then it's like, well, you know, if I'm going to raise this starter, I have to let her know that you've got to have purpose and you've got to have that desire. And that whole relationship things, things that come easy to you are what you should be doing. I mean, that's, right. that's what God put us here for. It's like, for these are the biggest clues. Stuff that's easy for you, do that and do that well and keep building on it. Find a mentor that will help help you grow in that. And so, you know, being on celebrity red carpets and that sort of thing, um, you know, really building your brand as well. So yeah. explain what Ben Worthy is and where the, yeah. I heard it on Clubhouse. So kind of talk about the, uh, how the name came about, because that's a good story. Yeah. So Ben Worthy, um, I am a worthiness enthusiast, as you can tell from the book that I wrote. Um, you know, she's valuable, but does she know it? You know, I was the girl who didn't know, right? That I was valuable, that I was enough, that I mattered. And so I have a personal connection to this, right? And so it's not just a cute phrase. It's not just something that looks good on a mug or on a t-shirt. No, this is real life. And I think the thing that, you know, makes people gravitate towards it it's because it's a shared endeavor. We've all, as women specifically, struggled with the idea at some point in our life, in some way, if we were worthy, right? We can all relate to that. We all have an emotional story that we can share <laughs> about that. Um, so, you know, I wanted to take my enthusiasm for empowering women to recognize that not only are you worthy of all the things that love and life have to offer, but you've been worthy and start moving accordingly. And then as a freelance journalist, you know, contributing to all these amazing platforms and publications, you know, sometimes pitching a story, it doesn't get picked up. Or sometimes you really want to be the one on the red carpet for this event, but you're not the only correspondent that this publication is working with. And so I decided, as I've done many times in the past, I wanted to create something of my own that was personal to me. Right. That had a message, a positive message that I wanted to share and reach to women. And so been worthy. It's an attitude. It's a posture. It's the affirmation you didn't know you needed. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I really want to empower women to know that they're worthy through media. Right. Through the stories that I'm telling, through the women that they get to hear me interview. Right. And really get inspired through the things that they've overcome. And what I even love most about the interviews that I'm doing with Ben Worthy is that even the women that I'm interviewing, as they're telling their stories, sometimes it's their first time saying these things out loud and seeing the aha moments they're having, right? And the revelations that they're having by just releasing, you know, this story and putting it out there. It's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Ben Worthy is the intersection of feminism, self-worth, authenticity, and entertainment for the woman of color. And we cover global stories and entertainment, news, beauty, and wellness. And I am so excited about it. It's a new platform. It launched on March 8th, which was International Women's Day. The mm -hmm. day to, to really put this out there and celebrate every melanated hue. But this is a platform for women of color and Black women to shine. Um, it's for them to know that, hey, your story is newsworthy and I want to share it. So you're going to hear everything from what Beyonce has going on, but you're also going to hear what the amazing woman in your community is doing around the block whose story has gone untold, right? Mm -hmm. So say and, someone like uh, Dr. Renee Allen, you right. know, she could be someone that, you know, is not a household name like Beyonce, 
but she is one of those type of people that in been worthy could you could teach her. Yes. I love that. Do you take correspondence or is it all the content driven by you? Is it how is it curated? So here's what I, I say about God ideas. You got good ideas and you got God ideas. God ideas, right. God ideas. Idea. God idea. Yeah, <laughs> this is a God idea. So in my opinion, this is bigger than me, right? It's going to require more than me to get this thing out there and for it to have the impact that I feel like God is telling me that it's, it's going to have. And so I've got writers. I'm, I'm looking for more writers. So if you're a writer, you're interested in, in, in sharing stories, um, compelling stories, if you're even interested in, in, in interviewing and, and, and um, connecting with talent and, and learning how to curate conversation um, with celebrity talent, you know, this is a great platform to, to learn how to do that. Um, I have social media interns who are helping me with social media. Um, I can't do it by myself and I don't want to do it by myself because for me, you know, this is also um, growth for me, right? I'm learning how to delegate in all the best ways. Mm -hmm. um, I'm creating opportunities for people who are looking for them, who want, who have a voice, who have a story to tell um, and haven't had the opportunity, you know, to do that. Um, and so, yeah, so I am, I'm looking for correspondence. I have writers. I have interns that are a part of my staff. I'm building this incredible team um, who share in the, the same excitement that I have about the mission and and uh, purpose of Ben Worthy. And so it's it's been a beautiful experience thus far. Um, yeah. I love that. You know, Dominique, one of the things that um, BenWorthy.com, I want people to go. It looks so good. I want to just Thank quickly, you. if I can, share the screen really quick so that people can see it. And it is, um, it is, it looks like it's been here for like years. Okay. <laughs> it looks like it's been here for like, like years. It's like, we've got right here, Urban One Honors presents Women Leading Change. We've got and Eric you see that's written by someone else. That byline isn't me, right? That's yeah, Sandra Scott. And then yeah. we have some other things over here. I like the way this looks and it does have that good flavor. We have some fitness information there. And um, yeah, this is really good. It's something that's needed because one of the things is that the um, you know the pandemic has taught us is that we need to really have more positive messages in inside of us as well as so much negativity. And so this is really helping um, helping us. Oh, I put something here. Yep, there it is. Glow up with the CEO. So. Really, you're focusing on people who are really making a difference. You're really sharing their voices. Yeah. And, uh, I love that. And the entertainment. And then we have the actual news. It looks really, really good. It looks really good. And I see you have the Instagram as well yeah. over there. So, you know, it is it's one of those things where um, I remember when um, Ariana Huffington, when she started her blog, right? Huffington yeah. was like, oh, okay, well, that's a cute little thing to do. <laughs> that cute little thing that cute little thing grew up to be like the standard for okay. for content yes yeah, so that is i'm just like seeing that happening for you for benworthy.com where it's growing like a huffington post was and that is the go-to where people go for inspiration motivation so that they can see themselves in the stories and also share their stories you know share their stories so that's a space that um you know, I can see, is there anything in the future that you see um, multimedia-wise that's going to be happening? Well, one thing I have to say, you know, that I've recently celebrated, like I said, Ben Worthy just launched March, March 8th, but 
we were invited to cover the 52nd NAACP Image Awards. Yes. We interviewed, you know, last week and then the live event is happening this Saturday. That's big. Yeah, big for for me. Now, this is not my first time covering this award show. It's but the for, for being worthy, my own right. Yeah, I have experience with them, but to have to be able to do it and to do it within the first week of launching was just like incredible. You know, interviewing talent for TV One's Unsung and all the people that mm -hmm. they're featuring. All that I mean, all these amazing opportunities that we have coming down the pipeline is just confirmation that. You're time right and season, right? When you understand time and season, you won't envy anybody. You'll be patient with God and in the way that he wants to bless you and the time that he wants to bless you and create, you know, that window of opportunity for you. And so for me, I recognize that this was the time. This was the season for me to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, but to your question about what's in the future, Ben Worthy will be a national syndicated talk show. Yeah. Uh, this platform will just be complimentary to it, right? Mm -hmm. To support mm -hmm. to support the show. Um, with She's Valuable, but does she know it? I did a She's Valuable HBCU college tour every year up until last year. Um, I plan to continue doing that because it's so important to plant the seeds in our young girls. And you think about being in college, that's when you are most susceptible to conforming to the ideals of society and this world, who they say you should be, how you mm -hmm. should look at all of those things. Mm -hmm. But if you know at that moment, you know, in that moment of time that I've been worthy and I am worthy just how God created me, right? I don't have mm -hmm. to try to be or do or say to fit in. I am already, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so taking that to the next level, definitely getting back out there with that. Um, and then an award show. So look out for a Ben Worthy award show. That's going to be coming down the pipeline. Yeah. And yeah. just summits and, and conferences and events for women, black women and women of color um, to further empower them and, and just to get them to show up in the world the way that God intended for us to do, to really step into their power and own it. Like mm -hmm. I said, been worthy is an attitude. It's a posture. You know, you movement. walk a little taller when you walk in a room. When you when you adopt that um, as an attitude. So yeah, there's there's a lot of things that we've got <laughs> brewing. Yes, it's yes. I figure it it would have to. I just figured it's going to grow into more of that multimedia and the show and all of that. So that yeah. is so needed and necessary. And it's like all the pieces that you have. So I'm going to ask you this last question. Yeah. So in terms of your career, you were thinking to be a pediatrician and you were always studying medicine and you were always doing that. How did that, because God doesn't waste anything. I don't ever believe that. So how does that fit in now in, in terms of your, 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 your pivot now? Like how did you use that or how did God use that to where you are now? You know, my biggest goal um, when I was younger, I wanted to impact the quality of people's lives. Right. Mm -hmm. And at the time, the most popular way to do that was through medicine in my mind, in my in my opinion. And so my career in medicine, it gave me because you think about I, I worked. I didn't just work in research, but at the time I was preparing 
before research, I was prepared to go to PA school. I had gotten accepted to a PA school, turned it down, and that's physician assistant. But in order to start, you have to have a certain number of patient contact hours. And so I worked as a CNA, a nurse's assistant, certified nursing assistant at Duke Hospital. And so bedside manner, being able to... Um, communicate with people, understand, you know, their needs in the moment, mm-hmm. and being able to um, provide a solution uh, or to honestly, and then you talk about storytelling, effectively communicate to the nurse, to the doctor, here's what this person is experiencing, right? And mm-hmm. here's what they need, right? And so I think about bedside manner. So I, I and then I went back and I told you about building rapport with people quickly. I have mm-hmm. the ability to do that. You think about being on a red carpet, you've got 45 seconds or less to get your question mm-hmm. answered, right? And so you've got to be able to connect with them really quickly, right? Mm-hmm. And so it I, it taught me how to connect with people in a personal way, see them as human beings, <laughs> you know, um, and, 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 and not even just connect with them personally, but emotionally as well. Because when you're able to connect with someone in an emotional way, they open up. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. They allow themselves to become a little bit more vulnerable with you. Yeah. And that's what I needed from my patients. And, and that's what I need from the town. Yes, <laughs> and your talk shows. And the, yeah. yeah. So oh, my God. I would say that those were the skills that I was able to pick up from working in that industry that I'm now able to transfer into the media space. I love that. I knew, I knew there was some kind of way where God would use that, but that you articulated that beautifully. Thank you. It is so, and and you said when we first started, you said, I've always been curious. Always. That's a key any for for any journalist to always just be curious. And then the love for people and wanting to empower people and wanting to help people. So that is so good. So I want people to understand just a little bit about everybody who I interview on Get Out Here and Get Known Podcast. They have a different uh, way where they get into media or how they get media and that sort of thing. But it is, God doesn't waste anything. I don't care. You could be going to law school right now. If he's calling you to do something else, he's not going to waste all those years where you're doing law or whatever, or whatever, doing medicine and research, whatever, it, he will not waste it. But That's it right. showed that whole thing, that instant connection. That is so true because, yeah. ooh, that I, that's a good one. I'm going to remember that. <laughs> remember that. that is something that I could tell people because I think about some, um, you know, Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz is a doctor, but he has, he had other gifts too. So that's why his show is so popular because of the way he does come across on television. So it's, it, it makes medicine uh, consumer friendly so that we can watch Dr. Oz or, or whatever, you know, those other, the doctor shows or that sort of thing. I think it was a black lady that was on the doctors. I can't think of her name, but she was really good. But they are role models for people that may not even want to be a doctor, but because they see them on television, they see this black lady on the doctor's uh, yeah. And say, yeah, I want to be like her or whatever. So that is really, really good. God doesn't waste anything. So I'm going to put this up here for people to go to benworthy.com. Do you do a, do people just go to the site or do you collect email addresses when they go there? Yeah. So go okay. to the site um, on the right hand side of the site. You'll see there's a space for you to insert your email address. Um, subscribe to the site so that you are notified and updated for new posts and articles, and just all the things that we'll be covering and, and coming up. You'll be in the know. So That's subscribe it. to the website, follow Ben Worthy on Instagram and Twitter. So 
you know, the, the content is the same, but it, it goes a little bit deeper, honestly, sometimes on our Instagram page with mm -hmm. the messages that we're sharing, um, okay. the quotes that we're sharing, the way that we're inspiring women, women on social, you know, and so I really want to build community there so that we can deepen the conversation and invite everyone to be a part of that. And so follow Ben Worthy on Instagram and Twitter at Ben Worthy Media. Okay, there's and and people if they would like to submit a story or be a contributor, they can contact you through benworthy.com as well. Dominique Clark, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so good. Well, thank you so much for joining Get Out There, Get Known podcast. And then um you'll be able to read the show notes as well. So make sure you click all the links and all the information that'll be there as well. So thank you so much for joining us. And I will talk thank with you, you soon. See y'all awesome. on Clubhouse Streets, maybe. <laughs> all right, bye-bye. You've been listening to the Get Out There and Get Known podcast brought to you by PamPerryPR.com, where you'll get insider tips on how to build your platform, pitch the media, and promote yourself with confidence. Head over to PamPerryPR.com and get the exclusive video training on the seven must-have marketing materials you need before you pitch. In order to be considered in media places or superstar stages, PamPerryPR.com, where you help you shine like a superstar.